the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Happy that you're along today. Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. It's an odd week. Because it's because we have Good Friday? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Why I'm confused, but I just am. I'm confused because it's 84 degrees mm-hmm. and it's April. Yeah, it's The lovely. beginning of. It's fine. Yeah. Are you content with that? No, I I am, other than the fact that it's very hot in the studio. Yeah, it's so occupational hazard. It right? is an occupational. At least not, we're making we're not making steel. No, that's it a, could be worse. That's a very good point. Right? Let's yeah. let's get our travails <clears throat> in right. an appropriate. Uh, yeah, when I comparison. whenever I start to like you know fake complain about my my hardships, I always look at my hands. My hands are like little puppy soft. Oh yeah. And my dad's hands mm-hmm. were like rough and sinewy and filled with calluses. And so, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty cushy by comparison. Right. So, it is. Anyway, not to not to heat shame you. Yeah, I mean, geez, John, it's still hot in the studio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You ever, you ever walk night. out of the house? Because this is a little bit of a personal question. Uh, Lex and I shared this little moment this is here earlier be good. today. I can't wait to hear this. <clears throat> sorry, it is. But uh, we this were working. Didn't come in, up in the pre-show. Maybe. It did not. Uh, I, I came in today. We were in a bit of a rush, doing a little uh, production work, and I sat down next to Lexi, and I thought. Oh, did I put the deodorant on today? Oh. Did you ever yeah. do that? Oh, well, yeah. Were you were you worried? I thought about it. Oh, sure. So I went to the office and put a little layer on there. Oh, yeah, because I, I was going to say I always keep some in my office. That's, and Lex says she carries some in her purse. E, uh-huh. It's always good to have that. Mm, little backup plan, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. I got some in here in my office, so yeah. I felt good about it. Okay, good. Some band from 1966. <laughs> they still make band. Oh, yeah. Do they really? Yeah, sometimes I use it. Really? Yeah. Band? Yeah. I thought band was like discontinued in like no. 1980. No, you you go over to, to you know wherever you buy your deodorant, wherever that might be. Yeah, you'll see it. It's in a little green container. It's the same. It looks the same as it always has. Really? Mm-hmm. Does it still work? <laughs> Do you smell me? No, I don't. Okay, I think it does. Then. Okay, just saying. All right. Are you attached to a particular brand? Uh, not really. Okay, no. Lex, you? Do you, are you attached to a particular brand? Wait, we can't hear. She's working. There. Not particular. Not okay. particular. You? Yeah, but I can't think of what it is. I just know what it looks oh, like. Okay. I mean, seriously. Degree. I, degree. It's green. It's like teal. It's got a little, is it, is it a little um, thermostat thing. Yeah. On it? A little round thing. Yeah. I've seen uh-huh. that. I've seen those ads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, you get just, brand loyalty. I don't know why. Right? I, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't pay a whole lot of attention no. to it. Do you use? Uh, what about all natural deodorant? We've no, talked about no, this on the don't air do before. That. Anybody saying yes no, to never. that? Mm-mm. No. It's false, is it? I mean, if you live a, a, an isolated life, it's fine. Mine, fine. But yeah. if you care about the people around you, I want to just put a couple of drier, uh, yeah, little, little like some bounce sheets in yeah. there. <laughs> be, be done with it. Yeah, it would be. Okay. Uh, but you know, we live in a country that you know really sort of promotes um, underarm cleanliness. What if you lived someplace that they didn't care? 
Well, I've traveled to some of those places. Exactly. As have, as have you. And no one seems to mind it too much. No, right? I mind it. Just it is. I have what a it hard is. time with that. But do you? You think deodorants are fairly recent invention, like within the last fifty years? Yeah, no, not fifty. Not fifty. Years. Probably more 75? than seventy-five years, maybe. I mean, did your great grandma use it? Did your grandma at the bar? Yeah, was she using it? Was yeah. it Kate? Probably not. I right. don't know the answer to that. Well, we're starting the show off with a bang, aren't yeah. we? Okay. okay. Anyway. We have a lot coming up on today's show. Um, Bucks, Bucks on, just won. Oh, and the Bucks won? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? The sweep. Sweep, sweep. Oh, the Red Sox. Sweep, sweep. Mm-hmm. Man, do I like the sound nice. of that. Yep. Anyway, coming up on the show today, um, Jesus was fully man and his crucifixion agony, says Frank Park, should be known. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in this hour. Also, um, we often ask the question, why do we suffer? And we look for answers to that. Every human does. Yeah. Um, worldwide, but in our own personal life, like, why is this going on? We're not going to offer the answer today, but there is something shocking about the fact that Christianity is based on a God who chose to suffer himself, yeah. to be a part of what we live through, yeah. to experience to this, recognize that. this earth and its but sadness Jesus himself and grief suffered on the cross, and right? all of that. So we're going to talk about that with Dean Weaver in the five o'clock hour. Um, and that all sounds very, very serious, um, but we'll also throw in some lightheartedness along the way we just talked about underarms so we're yeah you're right and uh, the gamut here and you remember how catholics in um most of the united states were given the dispensation for saint patrick's day <laughs> i read this today as yeah. well so, not gonna happen on friday for right. the home opener I, I can't even believe somebody brought that up not even gonna happen you made a mistake with saint patrick's of course. day right of so course. what? So the dispensation is don't eat. We should uh, be able to not to eat meat mm-hmm. on on Good Friday because you're no. the home open. No, no, no. We should be able to eat to meat. eat meat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To and eat meat. No. I mean, Bishop Zubik says that's a low bar. Get over yourself, isn't it? Yeah. It's a low bar. Have mm-hmm. some fish. Anyway, all that and much more ahead on the. I mean, how hard is it home. to have fish at the ballpark? No, it's pretty and easy. Good grief! I mean, unless you're looking for sushi like you used to, which was fine. It was a healthy option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, take a look at the news. All right. Without further ado, here's the top four at four. For Wednesday, April fifth, twenty twenty-three. Should I start with number one? Please. <laughs> <laughs> The U.S. flew nuclear-capable B-52 bombers to the Korean Peninsula again today in a show of strength against North Korea amid concerns that the North might conduct a nuclear test. According to ABC News today, the long-range bombers took part in joint aerial drills with U.S. and South Korean fighter jets over the Korean Peninsula. Mm -hmm. The first deployment of U.S. B-52 bombers to the peninsula in a month. Mm -hmm. South Korea and U.S., the militaries have been expanding their combined military drills in response to these threats to, hey, we're going to test something. Um, and the Allies conducted their biggest field exercises in five years in computer sim- simulations mm. last month. It's worrisome. Number two, a sophisticated cybercrime group that sold the digital fingerprints of breached computer systems was toppled yesterday. Listen to this. After more than 100 users were arrested in a coordinated international seizure operation the Justice Department and the FBI announced today. 
the Genesis Market, which is a dark night site that sold data containing login credentials for bank accounts, social media passwords, IP addresses from identity theft and data breach victims. They sold 80 million sets of identifying information from more than 1.5 compromised, 1.5 million compromised computers. Yikes. How about that? 80 million sets. It was dubbed Operation Cookie Monster, the international law enforcement action spearheaded by the FBI and European partners, the arrest of nearly 120 users of the illegal exchange and seizure of Genesis domain. 15 countries, including the UK and Australia, joined in the operation. Mm-hmm. You can read more about that from CBS News Today. Number three, Governor Gretchen Whitmer today, today signed legislation to repeal Michigan's 1931 abortion ban. Quote, who would like to see me slay a zombie, she exclaimed before signing the legislation, calling the ban a threat coming back to haunt us all. Wednesday signing of the bill was a dark day, said Right to Life Michigan President Barbara Listing, cloaking the elimination of longstanding common health common sense health and safety protections in the mantra of women's rights demonstrates the extreme nature of this governor's abortion activism that was historically relegated to an unelectable wing of her party. That's from the Detroit News. And number four, Pitt's $240 million plan to build an arena and sports performance center on the Oakland campus earned approval yesterday from the city's planning commission. And that is your top four at four. Victory Heights, it'll be called, John. Where's it going to be? Up it'll on be top located of the hill? near the Pete. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Behind the Pete. Right, where the Pitt Stadium used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. How about the new Chancellor Pitt? Yeah, boy, that's quite a salary that she's bringing in. Yeah. Base salary of almost a million bucks a year. And let me tell you, the house that she's living in is yeah. pretty nice. Very nice view. Nice. Very nice. This arena is going to see 3,000 people. And it costs $240 million. Uh huh. Home venue for uh, volleyball, wrestling, women's gymnastics. Uh, it'll serve many of the university athletic programs, according to the TRIB, and also include space for wellness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good, right? I need some wellness you, you space. You need some space for wellness. Everybody I don't needs know. some wellness space. I have space. no idea what that means. Sit out in the yard. Mm-hmm. That's your wellness space right there. Yep. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about forgiveness. That's next. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. 101.5 WORD. Based on the book by Colin Smith, Heaven How I Got Here is the story of the thief on the cross. This is it. This is the day I die. Told in his own words, the thief looks back from heaven on the day that changed his eternity. Jesus, I said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Don't miss Heaven How I Got Here. Prepare for Easter weekend with Bible teacher Colin Smith tomorrow at 2 on 101.5 Word FM. We see them every day. People driving using their phones. There's a sneaker peeker or the fast scroller who can quickly become the fender bender-er, the got a ticketer, or the driver who killed someone. Pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. 
With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. We see them every day. People driving, using their phones. There's the sneak-a-peeker or the fast scroller who can quickly become the fender benderer, the got-a-ticketer, or the driver who killed someone. Pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they love them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The energy swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. Forgiveness. Easier said than none. We all know that we're supposed to do it, but it is a bit of an art form, isn't it? Well, it's a command. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you, that's can, a little you can make, stronger than you an can art make form. it into an art form, yeah, but yeah. at its heart, it is a command. It really yeah. is a command. Right. Dorothy Littell Greco is back with us. Dorothy is a writer, a speaker, a marriage coach. She is the author of Making Marriage Beautiful and Marriage in the Middle, here today to talk to us about forgiveness. Hey, Dorothy, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's good to be back with you. Talk to us about um, how forgiveness, I don't know, how it happens, because depending on how deep the rift is between people it can seem like a bridge this it's just not yeah you just can't even build it yeah i mean maybe the best way for me is to start with a little story so the first time my now husband and i were engaged he broke up with me very abruptly and very harshly and wouldn't talk to me for almost two years what um yeah yeah true story and in the middle like i don't know about a year through i felt very stuck spiritually relationally um and when I was praying about it, I really felt the sense from the Lord of set some time aside and fast and pray. And I'm not one of those people who loves to fast. So, you know, big deal for me. I fasted for five days. And in the middle of that time, I really felt a sense from the Holy Spirit. You know, it wasn't an audible voice, but saying, I, I want to ask you to forgive for Christopher. I don't, I'm not promising that you're going to get anything back as a result of this. There's no quid pro quo here, but I want you to forgive him and forgive him fully. So I started the the process of really okay now wait a minute hold on dorothy for people listening yeah they're thinking what do you mean god told you to do that like what 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 was that like yeah well it was a sense from outside of myself that was clearly asking me to do something that was of god it wasn't Mm -hmm. outside of scripture you know it was supported by scripture but not necessarily something that i wanted to do um 
I felt like he owed me an apology more than anything else. And that is something that, you know, I think makes it very difficult for us to forgive. So I didn't have an apology. I didn't have any recognition of what he had done um, that was wrong. But nevertheless, I, I worked it through. You know, I really did the hard work. I went to counseling. I prayed with my friends. And then a year later, he reached out to me to say, um, I also feel stuck and I don't really know what happened. Could we talk? Now, had I not done that work, I would have said, no way. There's no way I'm going to have a conversation with you. And, you know, here we are. I've been married 32 years. We have three sons. It's really crazy for me to think that, that none of that might have happened had I balked at that invitation to forgive. Fabulous. Now, wait a minute. Were, did you tell him that you were going, that you forgave him first, or was that just something you did in your own mind and heart? No, I did not talk to him until we had that conversation. And it wasn't, certainly wasn't the first conversation. It was after, you know, several conversations in where I was able to share with him um, what had transpired with me. Right. Now, Dorothy, of course, <laughs> your marriage, you, you write and speak on marriage. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, you know, later on in your marriage, in your relationship, whenever a fight comes up, do you go, I forgave you a long time ago, yada, yada. I mean, do you bring that up, The you know, the old wound? No, I don't. And I think that, and, and this is just my opinion, you, you might have a difference of opinion, but if we weaponize things that we supposedly have forgiven in the past, then we're not really done forgiving. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a clear sign that there's more work for us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if we rehearse the person's mistakes in our head and again and again and again, yep. um, if we can't pray for the Lord to bless them, and if we can't want them to flourish, then to me, those are probably indications that there's um, more forgiveness that needs to be done. Yes. Okay, so then that God-infused, wise blueprint that you were given, that sustained you in a very dark period of your life, didn't it? It did. And I, again, I, I just can't even imagine how different my life would be if I had not chosen to forgive him. And I'm not saying it was easy. It was hard. It was painful. Um, I think it's always so much more difficult for us to forgive well if the other person doesn't acknowledge, you know, mm-hmm. I've wronged you or I've hurt you. Mm-hmm. And so what about, um, the, I guess this question isn't really about forgiveness. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just, you know, wh- how, what it works in our minds and hearts. When after that time, um, when mm-hmm. you fought or you he hurt your feelings, was it hard for you not to fear that there would be a repeat of what happened? How did forgiveness work into that? That's a great question. I don't, I think that fear, I mean, you tapped into something that we could have a conversation about at some different time, but I tend to be a fearful person. I tend to go to the worst case scenario rather quickly. Um, So I had to do spiritual work to learn how to trust him. And he is and has been a trustworthy person. So that really helped. Um, But I didn't necessarily immediately go to that unless we had like a real bad fight. Yep. And year 10 for us was kind of like a prolonged series of fights. And there were times that I thought like, oh, my gosh, is he going to bail? But he didn't. Like, again, those were just my fears talking. So I think it's important for us to be able to discern um, what is the Lord asking of us in this situation. And again, I always feel like he's asking us to forgive, um, even if we need to set boundaries. And then parsing out what are the feelings that still need to be untangled from previous hurts or previous conflicts, because mm-hmm. sometimes it just becomes like a big tangle of fishing line, you know, when we don't really even know what we're fighting about. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's very brave. But I'm sure, Dorothy, people have come to you and said, OK, I, I can I can make that connection and I can forgive, but I don't necessarily want to engage in that relationship anymore. Yeah, and sometimes that's exactly what they should do. You know, if you're in an abusive relationship or a a relationship where somebody continues to take advantage of your willingness to forgive, then the best thing might be to forgive and to set a boundary is to say, you know, I really can't be in relationship with you anymore. So I don't see that as problematic. What I do see as problematic is in friendships or in a marriage and family situations where we let the hurts, we let the pain just really ramp up to to such an extent that we can no longer see each other as um, co-image bearers. You know, we, we judge them, we mm. expect the worst of them. That, to me, is, is when the problems start. Mm. Well, you know, the, the, this is a really interesting conversation to me, Dorothy. And by the way, we're talking to Dorothy Greco. Um, she's the author of Making Marriage Beautiful. I really appreciate the fact that you forgave without any expectation of getting something out of it. And especially mm. in a dating relationship, that's really hard to do. I mean, that just, that takes a lot of, uh, you have to have a lot, you had to have had a lot of faith in God at that time in your life, I think, to be able to do that because so much of your heart is kind of at risk there. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah, there was there was so much pain and the way he broke up with me and the fact that he wouldn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. The pain was, you know, amplified by a thousand times because of his unwillingness to engage. But again, you know, just recognizing like if I don't forgive based on what the scripture says, then I'm not going to be forgiven. If I don't forgive, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be bound by my own sins. And I just think, well, that's a, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> So then talk about this template, right? So the template was established in a conversation that you had with God, and you made this work. I mean, it's really an incredible story. And then in other relationships since that time, you've gone back to that same template? Yes. Yeah. I think that for me, the important thing is that for me to remember, I don't have to feel like forgiving. Um, I think oftentimes we get this sentimental yeah, it's like sentimentality that we're supposed to feel like forgiving. We're supposed to have this like warm sense of mm-hmm. love and affection to the person. And sometimes right. when I say to Christopher after he's apologized, I forgive you, I'm still mad at him. Mm-hmm. But the act of releasing forgiveness then allows my heart to follow in a way that I'm not sure that it would if I didn't, you know, vo- vocalize that. So the feelings follow the decision of your mind. I think in the case of what what the Lord is asking of us, yes, I think that that's true. Okay. Think right, act right, feel right. Right, right. That's the order of operation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then then just clarify this then. People are listening right now, and they, they've heard this story, but give us like sort of, you know, an action step or steps that if you feel wronged or if you feel the necessity that you you must, you need to forgive, you want to forgive. But you can't. Right. What are those steps that follow along that pattern? For me, it would be um, confessing any of the places where I've harbored resentment or bitterness or ill regard toward the person. You know, finding a friend, if it's, if, it's, uh, if you're not married, finding a pastor or someone you trust and being able to say, I have harbored bitterness toward this person. I have hated them in my heart. So confession comes first. And I think after we confess, then to be able to simply choose to forgive. And, and I don't think going up to somebody and saying, I just want you to know I've forgiven you 
is the best thing unless there's, you know, been ongoing dialogue, right? If you just go up to somebody who doesn't even know that you might be mad at them and, re- and say, I've, I've forgiven you, I don't think that that conversation would necessarily go well. So we confess, we forgive whenever there's possibility of apologizing or exchanging words, um, you know, to say, hey, can we talk about this? This was really hard for me. I always will advocate for that. But again, you know, sometimes when people hurt us really badly and they're not repentant and they continue to hurt us, the best thing is to say, you know, we need to take a break from this relationship. Does that make sense? Sure does. It sure does. Dorothy, I really appreciate not just the topic of conversation, but the the personal story, the, the kind of, yeah, the personal candor that you used and kind of letting us, I don't know, Look at the rest. Look at the the recent. You know, I was going to say the recent past, but it's the long ago past, and kind of see how you yeah. figured it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I could tell you one very other quick story if, sure. if we yeah, have, go for it. We have a minute. Yeah. So in in our lives, there was Christopher's grandmother, whose name was Rose, and then a woman that he used to live with, an elderly woman, and her name was Mabel. Mabel uh, lost her hearing when she was twenty six. She got the mumps, and she lost her, her hearing, mm-hmm. and because of that, she was um, never able to bear children. Her husband died when she was fairly young, and she was then the landlady for Christopher. And he could always hear her singing whenever he would come to visit her. She was just so warm, so wonderful. Now, she had a lot of reason to be angry and to be bitter, you know, because she had a lot of hardship in her life. But she did the work of forgiving, and she was just one of the most remarkable people you could meet. Now, Christopher's grandmother, on the other hand, never forgave anybody. She would talk about an incident that happened 30 years ago as if it happened the day before. You know, her face would get red, her neck veins would pop out, and she would almost be spitting as she was talking. And, you know, Christopher and I reflected on that after they both passed away and thought, you know, when I look at those two women, I definitely want to be like Mabel. Mm. I don't want to be like Rose. Mm -hmm. And we, as we saw it, the, the main difference between the two of them was the fact that Mabel forgave and Rose did not. Fabulous. That's a good bumper sticker. Be like Mabel. Be like Mabel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very nice. Hey, Dorothy, loved having you. If people want to find you online, uh, where can they look for you? DorothyGreco.com. That's Greco with one C is my website, and they can find me um, through various uh, avenues that way. Excellent. Sounds great. Thanks, Dorothy. Great. Have a a happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter to you. DorothyGreco.com. That's fabulous. Really good. Forgive. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. If you've heard any of our radio commercials here on Word FM, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read this week that over one-third of U.S. adults now owe more in credit card debt than they have saved. 
Add in the fact that milk and gas and kids' clothes and everything is out of control. And I think it's fair to say it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, I do believe a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher. We've helped hundreds of listeners do this, using a cash out to rid of the credit card debt and then saving some extra aside for the road ahead. And it's undoubtedly a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a lesson 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Cloudy and mild tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Those thunderstorms could bring damaging winds. Tonight's low 54. A couple of showers tomorrow morning, otherwise variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 36. Friday, partly sunny, the high 56. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Saturday will see a high of 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You know, it never fails that generally Easter season or Holy Week always has a release of either books or books or movies, or some stories Mm -hmm. that sort of stick their thumb in Christendom. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that this is the case with what I'm talking about now, uh, but it certainly raises an eyebrow or two. I I saw a piece today um, in the UK, The Daily Star, about the release of a new film starring Russell Crowe. Of course, Russell Crowe famously won an Oscar, maybe, what, 20 years ago. Um, But Russell Crowe is in a new movie called... um, the Pope's Exorcist. And uh, apparently it is a, a biopic, a biography movie of um, a Catholic priest who um, is credited with some thousands and thousands uh, performing real-life exorcists. An Italian Catholic priest, uh, his name is uh, Father Am Orth. And he, what what era did he live in? Uh, he... He died not that long ago. Really? Uh, he died okay. uh, less than 10 years ago. Okay. The chief exorcist in the Vatican. Now, I'm old enough to remember the original movie, The Exorcist, with Linda Blair, which you know was a gigantic cultural phenomenon. Gigantic. Mm-hmm. When you hear about exorcism, it's to me, it scares me. Sure. It should scare everybody. Right? I mean, 
it feels as though it comes in cycles. Uh, and I would say when I hear about it, it's a particularly Catholic perspective, right? I mean, do you ever hear of, you know, a Presbyterian or a Jew performing an exorcism? I don't think I have. I wonder if that's the case. I wonder. What do you think about exorcisms? Well, I don't know much about exorcisms, but I I, I have no reason to believe that they are demon untrue. possession. I, oh, absolutely, evil. Sure, yes, right? I believe those things overriding are real. Yes. demon possession and yes. evil. Yes, right, overriding someone's life. What, what do you think happened when that girl went into the Nashville school? Right. Yeah, I, I believe mean, yeah, that's I, be- yes. I, I do. I right. believe. I believe that there is profound evil, and that I mean. We and, we know that our battle is not against no, right, flesh exactly. and blood, yes. flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the principalities of this dark world. Yes. So the scripture teaches us that there is a that that the big the biggest battle is the one we can't see. It's shrouded in mystery, and more than anything, I believe it's just become a, a cultural curiosity. Okay, but here's the thing: yeah, the whole way that the entertainment industry treats it is no good for anybody. I mean, I I never saw The Exorcist. I never wanted to because I thought that would not be good for me. Right. But I don't know how much it helped the world for that movie to have been made. How did it hurt the world? Well, I don't know if p- making an exorcism in and putting it in a an entertainment venue is in any way helpful. Because it's not entertainment. It's not something. No, but it would certainly raise the awareness of the devil and evil in this world and the that, ability to, to be cast out. Is that what The Exorcist did, do you think? Uh, I the think movie? We're talking about it some four decades, five decades after the fact. But would we still, would we be talking about exorcism on the show if the movie wouldn't have existed, do you think? I think it made it more mainstream that okay. people were willing to talk about that. Okay. I mean, we, we, Lexi, what do you think? Do you have any connection to that movie? Not particularly. I mean, do you remember, like, uh, you don't, again, this is, a, you know, decades ago, Flip Wilson, the comedian Flip Wilson, you know, his whole, ca- you know, catchphrase was, the devil made me do it. Okay. Right? So th- that conversation about the devil, we should talk about that, whether, you know, it's from a horror perspective yeah, or a comedy I'm not perspective. My, I don't mind talking about it. It's just the entertainment injection I get is it. what makes me uncomfortable. Right. I understand. Well, I don't, here it is again. Russell yeah. Crowe's going to star in this movie, and you know we're talking about it, so it's going to, it'll be out there. What did he win his Oscar for? Gladiator? Did he win an Oscar for that? Uh, Beautiful Mind? Uh, I'm not sure. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. And this weekend, we're playing your favorite Easter song. Easter is heard here this weekend. Got our Easter request? Let us know. Call the Word FM request line at 877-349-1015. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded 
the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash. Free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rhema is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit rhemachristianschool.org. Hello, I'm Craig Yergo, and I'd like to invite you to come and experience Holy Week and Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Take a journey with us from reverence and reflection to joy and celebration through our Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter services, and a specially curated art gallery depicting Jesus' journey to the cross. Feel the love He has for you, and come and remember what Jesus did for you this Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Visit our website at ccgf.org. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call, doing it right. 724 New Roof. Good Friday, of course, just a couple of days away. And in our sterile world that we live in, right, we sort of, we sterilize suffering um, in our own life, which is in many ways a good thing. But, you know, culturally, we were just talking about the Exorcist movie, right? We, we are a murderous people, right? We, we love the gore of the world. And so there's a weird disconnect there, right? Um, you mean as we think about a week like this? Yes. Holy Week? The suffering of Jesus on the cross. Jesus himself, of course, a real man, real flesh and blood which meant that as the nails were driven into Jesus' feet and his hands, that hurt horrifically. Mm-hmm. Pastor Frank Park is with us. He is a pastor at Tove Church, and um, he's got a story to tell about Jesus and suffering. And Pastor, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us. Thanks, John. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate Frank, it. Yeah, Frank, we were just talking about uh, The Exorcist and exorcism and that sort yeah. of thing in this new Russell Crowe movie that's coming out. And um, so when I think of, uh, you know, contemporary depictions of Jesus' crucifixion, I think of Mel Gibson's movie, Passion of the Christ. Which was brutal. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think about how... I, I, is it important to separate what we know from the Gospels about Jesus' suffering? Is it important that we are exposed to things like films that would help us to kind of dive into that more deeply in an emotional way? What do you say? I, I think so. And I would even say the, the passion of the Christ, even that didn't do it justice. Hmm. And so for me, you know, this Sunday, millions of people celebrate Easter, which is tremendous. Um, 
but we don't really appreciate Easter until we go through Good Friday. And this is a day when uh, I heard John say it, Jesus was fully man uh, on earth, uh, which means that he had a physical skull because there needed to be a place for the thorns to sink deeply into. And I think we forget that. Like he had physical risk because there needed to be a place for the nails to be driven through the most two sensitive nerve endings of your body. And he needed a physical cheek because there needed to be a place for Judas to kiss and betray him. Uh, and he had a central nervous system that was fully functioning because he had to feel every ounce of pain, physical pain that was seething through his body. So I, I think when we come to those verses in the Bible that we all grow up and read in Sunday school that Jesus died for us, which is true, but uh, my hope is that we would linger this week and really think about what, what that means, that Jesus' heart really stopped beating that before he even got to the crucifixion, he almost bled and died to death before he even got there, right? Like the Roman soldiers, they had this thing called the cat of nine tails with leather straps. And I've read some medical reports on, on the ends of these straps were, were bone or balls um, where they, would, they wouldn't rip them. They would, they would hit him as hard as they could and let those hooks sink deeply in. And once they get a good grip, they would pull. And history records, they would even see sometimes full ribs come out of the body. And I don't say that to be graphic, but I say that to be, man, he really was tortured brutally. And the Bible says that he was disfigured beyond recognition. So his buddies that hung out with him couldn't recognize his face and his body because he was that disfigured. And that was the goal. You know, Alexander the Great, I think they invented crucifixion, but the Romans absolutely perfected the thing. And they they did a great job on Jesus. And then he's holding that crossbar that weighed upwards of 100 pounds on his back. And this crossbar, they didn't have new ones that were sanded that they used for each criminal. It it was used over and over again, splintered and rough, rubbing on his his back that was torn into ribbons. And he's walking. The Bible records that he fell on his chest. And the Bible and medical experts say that that was equivalent to like a, a car, you running into a head-on collision at 60 miles an hour without an airbag, without a seatbelt, having your chest fully impacting into the front of your steering wheel. So at that point, he had a chest contusion, and this is before he even got to the cross. And he gets to the cross, he had iron, seven-inch iron tapered spike driven into the two most sensitive nerve endings on your body. And I always picture this of Jesus hanging there. Uh, and he died of asphyxiation, so he had to like muster up enough strength to to get up and breathe. And every time he got up, you imagine his his back rubbing against that splintered wood, and then those nails rotating around his wrist every time he gets up to to breathe. But to me, what's even worse, the worst thing to me than all of that, is that for the first time in history, that perfect union between father and son, that fellowship was broken. Mm. But that, that to me is, is the most painful thing uh, where that has never, ever happened in the history until that moment where Jesus yells, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Um, and in that moment, that perfect union was, was broken. And at the end of it, God, God died. Like his heart really stopped beating. Um, and so I just think in this week and Good Friday, we will celebrate Easter, absolutely. Uh, But 
we appreciate light more when it's been dark for a little bit. That's good. Pastor, you know, you think about this often, and, you know, I really appreciate your description of this because it, it, it is graphic, and we should be reminded about how graphic the brutality was. We often say, you know, and this kind of rolls off our tongue, well, Jesus died for your sins. Well, I mean, the way you paint it, and of course it's true, is that Jesus was tortured for your sins, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we forget that. And so that I tell our people, Tom, when you come across those verses, maybe just pause mm-hmm. and linger and thank him for what he went through mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Medical experts going to say, let me rewind, like when he's praying on Garden of Gethsemane and he's asking his father, like, Father, if there's a way for me to not do this, that'd be great, but your will be done. Um, And sweating blood, there's an actual medical condition called hemotidrosis, where literally the capillary beds of your glands burst, and what comes out of your system is sweat and blood mixed together, and that only happens in extreme amounts of duress and stress. And I'm submitting, is there anything more stressful than you're about to feel the full brunt of the weight of all of humanity's sin on your shoulder. And so we just forget these moments of, yeah, we can celebrate Easter, but man, uh, like uh, John Stott, I think theologian once said that before we see the cross as something done for us, we have to see it first as something done by us. Mm. Uh, Romans, Paul Paul says that it was our sins that nailed him to the cross. This isn't some some third party that somebody else did. Uh, We did this, like we killed God. Um, and Jesus didn't die just for the non-deserving. He died for the ill-deserving. He died for you and me. Like, we don't deserve this. We rebelled and committed cosmic treason against God, and he made enemies into family. I mean, who, who does that? God. We killed God. Frank Park is with us from Tove Church. Pastor, um, here we are. Uh, Monday, Thursday is coming up. Good Friday, of course. Easter Sunday. Uh, a lot of churches. A lot. What the, what the cool thing is, a lot of people who never go to church are going to show up on Easter Sunday. And uh, you've got a, a, an interesting venue where you'll celebrate Easter. Please take a moment and tell us about that. Yeah, this year we, we want to do one big service, and the venue that was available for us, we're, we're having one big Easter service at Stage AE in Pittsburgh this year. And wow. so we are... Very, 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 very excited. It's going to be a big family-style service. We'll have things for the kids, but it's just going to be a big party where we celebrate that Jesus did the one thing that no one has ever done in the history of the world. He defeated death, Excellent. which is kind of different. Yeah. That so, is kind of different. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah, the details? Different. What about the time at uh, Stage AE? What's, what's happening there? Yeah. Starts at 10 a.m., uh-huh. doors will open at 9, and we have two parking lots reserved. So entrance is free, parking is also absolutely free. We have the main stage AE lot reserved for us, and we have the gold lot 1A, which is across the street where people park for the Steelers game or the uh, Pirates game. That is also available for the people. And so 10 a.m., doors open at 9, and uh, we're going to talk about the resurrection, sing Jesus, sing songs to Jesus, and we're going to baptize a ton of people. Oh, I love it. That's going to be awesome. Fabulous. Wow. Wait, so t- before you leave us, talk about Tove. What, what is Tove Church? What does that mean? Yeah, it's always a good conversation starter. Uh, we're not a cult, right? It's, <laughs> it's not a weird, weird place. Thank um, you. 
<laughs> the word the word comes from uh, the book of Genesis. God creates everything, and he said, man, this is very, very good, or tov. And the word literally means good, beautiful, and my favorite definition, that things are functioning the way it should be. Mm. So that, that's been the prayer and the vision. We will not be a perfect church. We have our flaws. We have our shortcomings, but by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we want to be a church that functions in the way that a church ought to function. And we, our, our mission, we say, I say every Sunday, lead people to Jesus and love people like Jesus. And that's pretty much it. Outstanding. You can yeah. worship along with the congregation at Tove this Sunday for Easter. The service starts at 10 a.m. Stage AE. You can uh, park in the gold uh, 1A lot across nice. the street um, or the one there. All the details are available. Frank, what's your website? Tove.church. Uh, okay, Tove.church. Thank you, Frank. Nice to meet you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Our Thank pleasure. you so much. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. 
of all the Easter candies, I would say that Peeps are the most controversial. Mm, it, it is a divisive you thing. You either love them, which I'll raise my hand, mm-hmm. or you hate them. And I will raise my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex, you want to weigh in on this? Peeps. I'm raising my hand. Mm-hmm. I love Peeps. Dig you. See? Mm-hmm. Uh, peeps, you should know this, uh, are from Pennsylvania. Are they really? Mm-hmm. The uh, factory, the uh, the Peeps are are in Bethlehem. I didn't PA. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peeps first hit the market in 1953. It looks like a 1950s thing. Uh-huh. From the uh, Rhoda Candy Company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, Peeps manufacturer Just Born is a family business. They've been in operation since 1923. This is the third generation of uh, Peeps. Uh, what? Manufacturers, yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes six minutes to make a peep. Does it just yep. one, or, or did they or did they produce in strips? They produce in long lines of strips. Okay. So it used to take when when peeps were first introduced in 1953. It took 27 hours to create a peep chick, according <laughs> and, to the company. And somebody thought, well, that's that's not going to make us well, a lot of money. Now with modern technology, it takes uh, the six minutes. Peeps once had wings. But they were removed by Just Born in the 1950s. So that they could stand next to each other. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, were you uh, of a mind to line all the peeps up next to one another that are produced each year by the uh, company in Bethlehem, PA? Uh, they would circle the earth twice. That many peeps. That's a lot. That's a lot of peeps. Are other places in America peep fans? Or is that like a, a Northeast thing? No, it's it's worldwide. They ship worldwide. Yellow, of course, is the best-selling peep. Uh, chicks, or, I'm sorry, uh, have you seen the chicks? I that have. Are, chicks have more calories than the, uh, the bunnies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, peeps also come covered in chocolate. The chicks have more calories than the bunnies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the chicks, let me see. Chicks have... Um, the chicks are the original. Each peep chick has 28 calories. Yeah. The bunnies have 27.5. I don't know why there should be bunnies. It's a peep. It's not like the bunny makes the peep sound. Yeah. I know, but you don't like them anyway. So I love it when they're like super fresh. Listen, my mm. mom loved them. They're also gluten-free. Oh, so there you so go. So for people who have celiac disease, right. it, I mean, my mom loved to peep more than I can even tell Excellent. you. She, well, you should have one every year in our honor. I, you're right, I should. Okay, yeah. Now, mm. how about all the varieties of them? I was at the store yeah, yesterday, and I couldn't believe there are multitudinous colors and mm-hmm. flavors and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Are you going to go in for all that? I'm just way? doing the basic. Okay. I'm doing a yellow peep, a, a box of them. Do do you do that for Easter? Yeah, I always. My wife always get me gets oh, me a box. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know you can freeze peeps? No. What happens when you freeze them? Uh, if you can, um, they just last. You know, they last longer, so you can. Have okay, a but here's the thing. What if you froze them? Yeah. And then took them out of the freezer and like hit them with a hammer? Would it like it'd be like glass? Well, I hadn't considered that, Kath, until you brought that up. Well, I mean, it's just <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that mm-hmm. substance would do when mm-hmm. frozen. I don't know. Uh, the, uh, there's a peep fest every year. In Bethlehem? Yep. Every year, December 30th and the 31st in Bethlehem, the two-day event includes Peep S'mores, making a fun run, and 5K, music, magicians, and a diorama contest. It culminates in a Peep's Chick Drop and fireworks. What's a Peep's Chick Drop? I have no idea. I don't either, yeah. I have no idea. Anyway. I look forward to them. Um, there's a, a Dr. Pepper flavor now. Is there? There's a Mike and Ike. Oh, I like a Mike and Ike. Uh, milk chocolate delights. So they're mm-hmm. covered with uh, milk chocolate. Did you see those at the Giant Eagle? Uh-huh. Really? Yes, I did. This one over here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Really? Yes, I did. I'm going in. Hot there. tamales? Really? Mm-hmm.
Huh. Um, I believe there are ones that have a little uh, peanut in them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. These are all new. Right. Uh, would you try the Dr. Pepper? For sure, all? I would. Yeah, yeah. Would you? But no, I want to go back. Why Why would you consider hitting a peep with a hammer? Well, I, no, I'm just saying just the substance is weird. And if you froze it, maybe it would have like magical powers or something. <laughs> yeah. Magical peep powers. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.com. Check it out. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. At least five people killed, an unknown number of others injured when a large tornado tore through an area of southeastern Missouri before dawn. Meanwhile, National Weather Service meteorologist Marty Rouse says the East Coast will see unseasonably warm temperatures today. We have a broad area of uh, temperatures uh, in the 80s uh, expected, uh, say from the Ohio Valley southward and down toward the Gulf Coast and might be in some low 90s over the Florida Peninsula. On the flip side, the West could see some unusually cold temperatures. A firefighter has died after being critically injured while battling a blaze in a high-rise building on Chicago's north side. The blaze reported before 8 a.m. local time in the Gold Coast neighborhood. The Dow had 89 points, but the Nasdaq is down 131. This is SRN News. My nieces asked me the other day, What was your favorite movie as a kid? And the obvious answer is The Princess Bride for the sword fighting alone. I don't like the scary eels in that movie. Or the pit of despair. Agree, but in each dreary situation, along comes a saving grace to make the scary a bit better, right? Even the listeners know you're about to do a crazy mortgage analogy. Just get on with it. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if you're a person who's been thinking new home purchase, but maybe your credit is a bit dreary, or maybe you don't have a ton of money to put down, the government-backed FHA loan just changed the game with a saving grace. The one negative of these loans was the MIP, or insurance premium, you have to pay. But as of this March, that's been slashed by almost 50% which means a lot less money wasted, and depending on the loan size, could save you a couple hundred bucks a month on your mortgage. Inconceivable. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being in 
informed. Get this free social security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word security to 412-515-3555. That's security to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Hello, I'm Craig Yergo, and I'd like to invite you to come and experience Holy Week and Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Take a journey with us from reverence and reflection to joy and celebration through our Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter services, and a specially curated art gallery depicting Jesus' journey to the cross. Feel the love he has for you, and come and remember what Jesus did for you this Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Visit our website at ccgf.org. Cloudy and mild tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Those thunderstorms could bring damaging winds. Tonight's low 54. A couple of showers tomorrow morning, otherwise variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 36. Friday, partly sunny, the high 56. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Saturday will see a high of 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Happy to have you along for the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. What's the temperature? It's uh, 84 right it's now. 84 degrees. That's craziness. I'm Kathy Emmons. That's the voice of John Hall sitting Hello. across the table from me. Greetings. We have Lexi Merritt uh, keeping all the trains running on time. If you missed anything in our 4 o'clock hour, what were you doing? No, I'm kidding. You can always check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're, I don't know, a bunch of, you name 40 plus, how, how can there be 40 plus platforms? How many? It's a big world. Anyway, you can find our you seem a little podcast. That, what, am, I, am I too tense today? <laughs> My flippant? A little flippant, I would say. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, a little flippant. I'm really tired. Come on now. I'm we so don't want to hear that. John. Okay. People can tune in to hear Here's how tired you are. Here's the thing I Thank have you. to tell you. If you look for The Ride Home with John and Kathy, you Hello. can find our podcast. Uh, coming up in this hour, Stuck in a Rut. Nope. Really? <laughs> really? A majority of people in America feel like significant changes are needed in their lives. Mm. We'll be talking about what that means for our culture. Also, Heinz has a trio of hot ketchups and a new uh, 57 sauce. Nice. Uh, also, living somewhere cold may help you live longer. Good. Uh, but before we get to any of that, John, uh, I remember us talking about St. Patrick's Day because it fell on a Friday. Yes, it did. And being in the middle of Lent, mm-hmm. that meant that, you know, it was a fast day. No meat for whoever is a Catholic and observant. Yeah. Um, One of the rules of Catholicism. There was a dispensation given. Why? At the time. I don't know, because I thought it was like people. Why is there a dispensation? It's not late. Well, because St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday and it's a day of celebration. And wait, so, wait, that's, yes, that should tell- be part of it. I know. But you should I, even I, that, bear down further. I know, but that was a thing and it happened. So, of course, those who are observant Catholics are looking forward to Friday's home opener, which is also Good Friday, in case you're keeping track, yeah. and thinking, now wait, if I got a dispensation for St. Patrick's Day, then maybe Come on. dispensation part B for Friday. No, 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 no. There's no so so who, who decides dispensation or not? Well, 
I don't know, but it was announced by the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in a prepared statement. Okay, so if you're if you're a member of the diocese here in Western Pennsylvania, then probably the bishop, Bishop Zubik, would be the one who would say pass or no pass. For Catholics, it said, Good Friday is unlike any other Friday of the year. Mm -hmm. Fasting and abstinence is part of what we practice communally on that day. We wish the pirates well and we'll be rooting for them with all of Pittsburgh, but we will also need to hold to the priority importance of Good Friday. It is an essential part of the most sacred time of year for all Christians. Nothing should take precedence. I am all in favor of that. Yeah. I got thrown a little bit by the there, by the whole St. Patrick's Day thing. Okay, so <clears throat> this is weird. Um Major League Baseball of course uh, does their schedule um regardless. But I don't ever remember opening day being on Good Friday. Me neither. And you've gone to just about all of them. I've been to a lot of opening days. Mm-hmm. So I will be <laughs> Now, when I first heard of this, uh, it did give me pause. But the good news is that opening day itself, first pitch, is underway at 412 mm-hmm. p.m. So I, I feel a little better about that. Yes. I'll go to a Good Friday service at noon mm-hmm. and then uh, continue on my way down to the old ball yard sure. to see the Bucks open up the uh, the home uh, home uh, opener. Okay. Um, how do you feel sad, about that? Is, that? is that sacrilegious or you, know, is that, you got a problem? It's not for me to say that's sacrilegious. I mean, every person has to decide for themselves. I think it's... Come on, you're I my mean, friend. What'd you say? So you're my friend. <laughs> I'm not weighing in. <laughs> what? Come okay, on. Okay, now listen to this, though. I want to know if you're looking down no, on me. No, I'm not looking. I would never look okay. down on you. Come well, on. you might. No. I, no, I, I really wouldn't. Um, according to the Trib, though, the Pirates have already recognized that this is a potential issue for people, mm-hmm. and so they will be offering a fried fish sandwich special oh. on the game day menu in several sections. Really? Um, I'd like to have a fried fried fish sandwich at the ballpark. Now, uh, Pirates President Travis Williams said that he can't ever remember an opening day on a Good Friday Mm -hmm. either. Thank you, Travis. Um, But he assured the uh, reporter from the trip that there will be other meatless options. Um, Caliente Pizza and Draft House. They will serve plain Sicilian and cheese pizza slices in sections 114, 123, 305, and 318. God bless you. And don't forget nachos, soft pretzels, ice cream, and fries. Okay, so here's the thing. When you're talking about not eating meat... I feel like that – I don't eat a lot of meat anyway, so I'm yeah. probably a bad person. But the, how much of a sacrifice is that really? Especially – okay, so now they've tightened up the ball games. A ball game maybe would last two hours and 40 minutes. You can't – What? I can't – am I like hankering for a Slim Jim? Like what is <laughs> I, I need a piece of sausage at 4.30 somehow on Friday. I know everybody's different, but right. like toughen up. I mean, a it's five thirty on a Friday, and I go, man, I could go for a T-bone. Right. Oh. Okay. So, so throughout Lent, yeah, I have been doing a fast day, one day a week. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. That's not really excellent because it's very lame compared to what other people do. Just saying. But I'm just saying I'm bringing this up because so I fast in the in the daylight, like from the night, uh, from Tuesday Last night meal dinner to first until meal. Wednesday night dinner. Yeah. Okay. You get cranky? I do get a little cranky. I've noticed. <laughs> is it today? Is today a fast day? Yep. I knew it. <laughs> so I, I get a little. I'm, I get a little cranky. Yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little hungry, mm. but it is so minor. Like when you look at what 
Jesus suffered. It's not. It's preposterous. To even had, look at it as a thing. We just had Frank Park from Tove Church talking about the torture right. of Christ. So, like the fact that I can't eat for twenty four hours, like cry me a river. Yeah, it's not that big of a thing. Anyway, so I just feel like we're we're just so used. I am so used to having everything I want whenever I want it. Yeah. It's a really, I don't know, I just, I feel like it's a good, as minimal, and it is so minimal it is as minimal. it is. Our, our, our first guest was talking about fasting. Yeah. Uh, not, it, it was a, an ancillary part of her conversation. We were talking about forgiveness, but she did a five-day fast. Well, I've never done a five-day fast. What's the most you've ever? The most I've ever done? I've done, I've done. I think three. Yeah, 72 hours. Yeah, I think three is the yeah. most I've ever done. And like like midway into the second day, speaking of miserable, are you not unhappy? Oh, <laughs> but doesn't it? It's yes. It, it's weird how it focuses your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You because if you've never done it, you th- I, and before I ever fasted, I was like, that's bunk. That's like a bunch of miserable people trying to talk me into being miserable with them, or that I'm trying to convince God to do something. You know, like I need to really show him I mean it right. type of thing. It wasn't until I did it that I thought, oh, this is different. Mm, it's really different. It's weird. Okay. But can you imagine fasting for 40 days? What that no. must do to the mind? No. I mean, that's so powerful. I can't imagine. And here's the thing. After Jesus fasted for 40 days, when the temptation came, look how sharp he was. Yeah. Super sharp. Devil's like super intellectually sharp. Yeah. And spiritually strong at the same time. I th- I think I'm just kind of well weak. I mean, I'd give I you think. a dispensation. Would you give me a dispensation, yeah. John? Yeah. What if there was a peep here? You'd let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to break your fast with a peep. Please yeah, do not. No, no. I'm going to break it tonight with some friends. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, looking forward to having Dean Weaver back with us. Dean. The way of Christ. Does that mean the way of suffering for all of us? We'll talk about it next. Right home. WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. God will do what he says he will do every time he says he will do it, regardless of the circumstances. That is the foundation of every ounce of confidence you have in your spiritual life. Hear the series, The Character of God, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity. And so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands. And things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Because once I called Trinity, they took care of me. And I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. 
Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. With Easter coming up, have you ever wondered what life would be like if Jesus had remained in the grave? The truth is, without the historical, physical resurrection of Jesus, we would be without hope for our own resurrection. That's the topic of a book titled, With a Mighty Triumph, available at Truth For Life today. Request your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate to help you prepare for Easter. We've been talking a a lot about suffering in today's show. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is Holy Week. And uh, Good Friday is upon us uh, here very soon. Dean Weaver is back with us to talk about suffering. Dean is the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. And Dean Friend, how are you, sir? I'm okay. And I'm just wondering, what does it say about me that I'm back to talk to you about suffering? Well, is it your suffering or is it my suffering? Oh, I, think I prefer it be yours, to I, be honest. Right. <laughs> I think it's the, the suffering. it usually works. Thank you. I think it's the suffering of the world. Yes, uh, it, it is this long suffering world, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's a mess out there. I was talking to a friend this week and uh, this friend uh, is not a believer. And he said, you know, I, like he appreciates the fact that I am and he's totally fine with that. But he just he cannot reconcile the idea of suffering with a good God and the um, suffering of the world. Yeah, the suffering Why of the world, Jesus his own suffer? suffering, yeah. just, you know, suffering in general. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a debater. I'm not there to give him the like the apologetic that's going to turn him around. But, you know, the way I think about it, Dean, and I want to hear what you say, is that there's something, I don't know why suffering is at the heart of the universe, but I I think it is. And the fact that God took that on himself is such a shocking thing and such a sad thing and such a beautiful thing that that's the thing that brings me back to him over and over. Yeah, I think... It probably is one of the major distinguishing factors between Christianity and any other world religion. Um, That is to say, our call to follow the Savior is a call to suffering. Um, You know, imagine the billboards in front of all of our churches. Come follow us and suffer. Um, You know, but I think if we're honest about it and we face it, um, acknowledge that those persons who have serious questions and problems understanding suffering, um, rather than giving kind of quick, glib answers. Um, And honestly, even a well-reasoned apologetic, um, but we were just more humble and available to listen to people and understand, and then just get them to try to consider, Kathy, what you just said. 
was that how could we turn them towards a God who loves us so much that he would come to be with us and embrace our suffering? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's no other religion that, that claims that. And so the idea of God being with us to the point of such deep and profound suffering, which, of course, is uh, the pathway we walk this week, um, makes uh, following Jesus completely different, doesn't it? It sure does. He actually did that. Yeah. So, Dean, when I think about this, um, somehow is is our, our rejection of suffering or our our refusal to really bend into suffering. I mean, look, we, we all want comfort and ease, right? And that's the way the world in the 21st century here, especially in the United States. So we'll embrace comfort and ease and step away from the, the true, uh, true vision of Jesus Christ in our life. I, I think those two kind of go hand in hand. And I think part of the problem with the church today, John, is that people come to the church principally for comfort. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah. in the sense that you know Christ offers us his comfort right? Um, And there should be a place of comfort, Um, but that's not all that it is. And our kind of self-absorbed, self-focused nature, particularly when it comes to areas of comfort, um, it really, when the church only does that or is preoccupied with that, it does that follower no service. Because principally, when Jesus said, if anybody wants to follow me, they have to take up their cross, and this week of all weeks, we need to recognize that that's a call to suffer, um, as he did. And it's not just suffering like everybody else suffers in a broken and hurting world, because as you said earlier, John, uh, the world is pretty messed up and yeah. everybody's feeling the pain of suffering. But what if we were suffering for a purpose? What if our suffering had an outcome? What if our suffering was part of a larger, greater meaning and that would transform our suffering into just suffering for suffering's sake, to suffering for something much bigger. In a, in a country, in a time frame where, like I said, we push suffering down the line, how do you, I mean, you know, like riding a bike first with training wheels, I, I don't necessarily want to train for suffering, Dean, but of course, suffering will come to all of us. I mean, is there a way... Uh, we see suffering. I want to avoid suffering as much as possible. I admire those saints who embrace suffering. You see it in the goodness of their lives. But must we all suffer? Yeah, I think in a fallen world, everybody suffers. The question is, what do you do with that suffering? And I think the question becomes, you know, do you see that with a purpose and a reason? Is there a, a, a direction? So as you're riding your training wheels and you fall off, you can fall off and say, I hate riding a bike. I'm never riding a bike again. In fact, I'm mad at everybody who has ever created a bike. And I might even want to sue the bike maker. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can say, what is the what is the lesson I learned from falling off this bike? And can I not only learn that lesson, but can I pass that lesson on to others? In other words, is there something for the greater or common good uh, to be received in that pain and suffering? And if there is then that pain and suffering isn't in vain. It's got a larger purpose and a meaning to it. And so it's going to happen. And if you're a follower of Christ, the promise Jesus gave us was it will happen. Uh, Those follow me will be persecuted. That's a whole different level of suffering. That's not just everyday, ordinary fall off the bike on the training wheel suffering. That's suffering for the sake of the gospel. 
Um, and that has the effect of not just giving greater meaning and purpose to life, but it also trains us in Christ's likeness and makes us more like him and gives us the mind of Christ when we suffer on his behalf. So it, it, it doesn't diminish or kind of um, uh, dismiss the suffering of the world. It just places it in context and gives it some meaning and some purpose and some focus. The Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver is with us. He's the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of America, also co-founder and former president of EduNations. Um, you know, it, it's funny that we're talking about suffering in light of the previous conversation we had about whether people were going to get a dispensation for being banned from eating meat on Good Friday at, at, the, Pi- at the Pirate Home Opener, right? So, I, I mean, I bring that up because we're pretty weak. We are weak. And we're pretty used to having what we want when we want it. And so trying to get our minds around actual suffering when we think that, like, not being able to have a hot dog on Friday is suffering, you know, we're not I don't think we're really in a lot of ways ready. I oftentimes say, Kathy, when I'm talking to my wife, Beth, um, you know, we'll complain about something and then I'll give the caveat. First world problems. Yeah, first right. Problem. Yeah. You know, because I've spent, as you know, as the founder of Education's, I've spent a lot of time in Sierra Leone. I've spent a lot of time in other countries around the world, too. But for at least 14 years, Sierra Leone was noted by the United Nations as the lowest of all countries on the development index. And so that's a country that had known suffering like no other. And when you go and you see that firsthand and experience a small amount of it, it puts your suffering in a developed world into context. You know, the things that we complain about, um, you realize as soon as you start complaining about them, when you put it in comparison to what others are dealing with, it's really not that bad. It's actually part of the reason why I think it's healthy for people to experience different cultures and, and different backgrounds, because it does gain perspective on things. And we realize what a bunch of whiny babies we are in the West. Right. What about people, Dean, who who embrace suffering, people who, mm-hmm. who go out of their way? I mean, you know, people like, you know, who walk on their knees, you know, to to to, you know, on the Spanish trail or people, you know, who in the old times would wear hair shirts or things like that. I mean, training for suffering in some way. I mean, suffering is so easy to find. We, we bring it upon ourselves. Most of the time, my suffering is because of my own you know silliness. Right. Um, but there are people who have built a suffering muscle. Yeah, Teresa of Avila. Right. And you greatly admire that, but it's an unusual thing to want to lean into suffering. Uh, uh, what about that trade-off? I mean, I, I know Christ, I love Christ, but again, I necessarily want to avoid suffering. Yeah. I mean, I think the people who lean into it like that, John, are doing so out of devotion for Christ. Much like a parent who suffers on behalf of raising a child or a grandparent who suffers on behalf of helping an adult child raise a child, um, you know, love begets suffering. It, it just does. And so if you love Jesus, um, I'd like to think that people who go to those kind of lengths to impose suffering on themselves is for the purpose of driving themselves closer and closer to the Savior. Uh, Now, of course, that's something you always have to kind of examine, right? Because suffering for the sake of suffering could just be um, a a kind of um, self-righteousness of sorts. Mm. It could be something that you're doing as a kind of works righteousness. And yet, I think if it flows out of the heart where someone is putting themselves in a place of uh, disadvantaging themselves, either for the advantage of others 
or to bring them closer to the Lord, then it can have a very profound effect, much like a spiritual discipline of not only drawing us closer to Christ, but giving us the mind of Christ. You know, you remember Jesus, obviously, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and I was just there recently and was reminded as I looked at that 2,000-year-old uh, olive tree in the garden that was wow. probably there when Jesus was there, that he wept in such a way, it was like blood coming out. He wept in such a way that he wished for that cup of, of suffering to pass from him. So he totally gets that with us. Um, and yet at the same time, his his submission was, not my will, but thy will be done. And ultimately, um, people who lean into that kind of suffering, it's a sort of, uh, if they're doing it with the with the right heart motives, they're, they're doing it with the intent of trying to learn the Father's will. And it's painful to give up our will and take on the Father's will, because that's not natural. My sinful self um, doesn't want to do that. And, and doing that is, well, it's just painful. Mm. Dean Weaver's with us. So, Dean, um, as you go through this Holy Week, right, here we are. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday upon us. Um, what's your mindset? Um, are you engaged in forward suffering for the sake of suffering? I mean, uh, we're all pretty comfortable here, but um, we know that we had a guest on here talking about, you know, the, the torture of Christ in our lives. Uh, how do I how do I visualize that, or how do I make that a reality? Surrender into the suffering to draw myself closer to Christ when I'm not necessarily suffering. Well, I'm the stated clerk or the head of a Christian denomination, John, and my first line item in my position description is suffering. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it kind of is my job description, um, and you know, this week. Um, it's one of those things, right? I had expectations going into this week uh, that I would have more free time, uh, that I would be more available for my family, uh, that I would get ahead maybe on some projects that I'm behind on. And yet um, uh, the sin of the world has encroached upon my life and I'm finding myself having to deal with all kinds of problems and issues and difficulties and challenges this week that were not originally on my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I can do that and have a bad attitude about it, which sometimes I do, quite frankly. Or I can look at that and say, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. How would you use these things to bring me closer to you this week? And uh, so, for example, I might think about the fact that, um, you know, on uh, on uh, Tuesday, um, you know, Jesus is uh, uh, being challenged by some of the authorities. And uh, how are people... Uh, in authority, challenging things that I'm doing. Or on Wednesday, he's uh, Judas makes his plans to betray uh, Jesus. And, you know, it, it, what do I do with feelings of betrayal? Or better, how have I betrayed uh, Jesus? And how have I um, not submitted to the authorities that he has placed me under? So, you know, uh, the events of this week, I can look at those and see them in purely a historical perspective. Or I can look at my own particular struggles and my own particular job this week and place them in the biblical narrative and see that there's an opportunity for me, even in those ordinary, everyday, you know, like Eugene Peterson says in his paraphrase of uh, the message in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, in my ordinary, everyday walking around life, I have the chance to see how I can walk with the Savior and how he can... Um, um, live in my life and transform those things mm. so that it's not just me snapping at someone 
who has encroached upon my free day, but rather making myself fully available and saying, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Good to talk to you today, Dean. Well, it's great to not only talk to you guys, and but to see you guys, even though I'm looking at the, the back of your heads, the way the screen goes. There yeah. you are. Oh. Um, you know, each view is a great view. This. I miss you guys. Good to see you. I hope you're doing well. And I pray that you have a blessed Holy Week. Thank you. And you too. Are able to experience each day as the Lord has given you to walk with him in his presence. Amen I got you. Thank you, Dean. Bye. Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. We'll take a quick break. Regroup for Does This Make Sense? God calls us to a deep gladness because we, as believers, we all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you will be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, Grove City is a special place and not every school appeals to every kid or every parent. But this is the time we're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in like getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family we're all called to something don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of grove city college look online first gcc.edu that's grove city college we see them every day people driving using their phones there's a sneaker peeker or the fast scroller who can quickly become the fender bender -er, the got a ticketer or the driver who killed someone pay attention or pay the price you drive you text you pay paid for it by nitsa it's april and you know what that means taxes are almost due jackson hewitt can help you win tax season that's the sound of your maximum tax refund the sound of getting 50 percent off tax prep the sound of many of our competitors prices going up and the sound of getting to your nearest Jackson Hewitt. Hurry in for 50% off tax prep before this offer expires April 9th. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. We see them every day. People driving, using their phones. There's the sneak of peeker or the fast scroller who can quickly become the fender benderer, the got a ticketer, or the driver who killed someone. Pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Underground coal has been mined in Pennsylvania for more than 200 years. Over 1 million homes in Pennsylvania sit on top of abandoned mines. These mines can collapse, causing damage to your home. Most homeowners' policies do not cover damage caused by mine subsidence or water breakouts. Damage often exceeds $100,000. DEP makes protecting your home easy and affordable. Don't take any chances. Visit dep.pa.gov MSI or call 1-800-922-1678 today.
Cloudy and mild tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Those thunderstorms could bring damaging winds. Tonight's low 54. Couple of showers tomorrow morning, otherwise variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high 58. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 36. Friday, partly sunny, the high 56. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Saturday. We'll see a high of 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Spiced jelly beans. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whoa! Well, you didn't even have to think about that. Those are the only ones I want. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those now, are the, wait. Uh, yeah. Th- this is a controversial No, opinion. it's not controversial no, at it all. Is. It's a no, matter of good a taste. controversial opinion. No. Why, you have a problem? There's, well, there's just a lot. That I, yeah, I, that that does not make sense. You know why? Because it's not really a jelly bean. No, it's a jelly bean. I think it's, it's, spiced an, jelly it's, bean. Like an, it's like an adulterated jelly bean. It's like there's something different about it. It's added. It's not pure. Jelly beans should are like five flavors and then full stop. Woe is those. The unpure jelly bean. Get out of here. That's crazy talk. No, the jelly beans should be all. If I've got a, if I'm like shopping and there's a bag of regular jelly beans versus, yeah. I'm grabbing that. You, you're grabbing spiced every time. 100%. See, I am never what? ever grabbing spiced. Really, spiced is something I had one time for Easter when I was seven and thought, Shoot. I, we're done here. How about jelly bellies? Uh, oh. I, if they're all fruit, I can't stand like a jelly bean that I like tastes. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't want like a, a popcorn jelly roast bean. beef flavored jelly. I like, those like jelly I don't. Beans. I don't like that. That's the ultimate in spiced jelly beans. Really? Yeah. But I like the Jelly Belly fruit. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So you think it makes sense? Jelly makes spiced jelly 100%. beans. Hundred percent. I don't think yeah, it yeah. does. Okay. I'm going to say no on that. All right. All right. Does this make sense? A mustache. Mm. I had a beard here for a while. There, you know, every winter I'm growing a beard, mm-hmm. and then I'm shaving it off the other day, and I'm thinking, keep the stash. Keep that, Johnny. See how that. See how you wear that. Mm-hmm. Now I had one a few years ago. It didn't go too well. But I do lean into. Like I saw a guy on Sunday at church, and he was supporting a stash, and I thought, the guy's rocking it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a. I think a mustache makes perfect sense. You. Other than Tom Selleck, it's never made sense. Get out of a here. What is is. It's it's like something you tried to do but stopped too early. Yeah, that's yeah. That's it such is. a wrong. No, it is a, a mustache. Is like what? It's like taking something that might help somebody and then injecting it with bad taste. Oh, you know, based upon that opinion alone, I'm going to grow a mustache and eat a bag of spiced <laughs> okay, jelly beans. I have a I have a picture of you with a mustache on. How's that look? It's not. I'll be honest with you. It's not great. Well, it's an old photo. What, like right. it would it would improve the photo if you did it now? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, I wouldn't saying. count on that. I like a mustache. And I, I, I applaud nope. those guys who are bold nope. enough. Because, you know, most guys are going to wear a beard. Yeah. Some guys wear the goatee. And there's a good reason for both of those. Because it's not a mustache. Long live the stash. 101.5 WORD. We put our effort and time into knowing about the things that we love. Well, what's more important than knowing about the resurrection? Here's Jeremiah Johnston. 
you can tell me the different universes of Marvel and that's great, then you can know the seven best reasons that Jesus rose from the dead. The best reasons to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline... You could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Visit Bachmansroofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit. Providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees. This fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. Okay, so we are out of the pandemic, and a new study of 2,000 adults in the U.S. finds that post-pandemic, 59% believe that they are in need of a change in their lives, with 61% of those 2,000 going so far to say that they are stuck in a rut. Oh. A rut. Okay. Research was commissioned by O2 Media. Um and so they say this, that while staying in your comfort zone is not always a bad thing, you could be missing out on a whole new range of benefits by sticking with what you've always known. That can be said for the big things in life also, but also for the smaller things. So one in seven people say uh, to get out of their rut, they want new friends. Okay, but New I, friends. Yes, but I've got a list of the top 20 things adults want to change about their lives okay, to get out of their rut. Okay? I'm ready. These, okay. okay, so you, I want to get out of my rut. I want to change these things. Okay, number 20? Yep. Get a new gym. <laughs> really? Get a new gym. Number 19? Yeah. 
who you bank with. I mean, what? How could that possibly get you? Okay, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Number eighteen, you get a new pet. Okay, now that yeah. would change a lot sure about would, your daily life. It would change your responsibility a whole level. lot more than like mm-hmm. the gym you go to. Okay, these next two are going to get you. Number seventeen, your broadband provider. <laughs> I feel like I need a change. Yeah, I'm going to get out of a rut. I'm going to move to Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to fix all your feelings of insecurity. Okay, hot on the heels of your broadband provider is a new partner. <laughs> I mean, can... Okay, these are going from monumental importance to like no importance. Yep. Number 15, you want to change? Okay, number 16, you want to change your partner. Number 15, to get out of a rut, you want to change your hair color. Oh. Come on. Okay, number 14 is friends. That, would also, that could get you out of a rut, though, if you're a girl. What, to change your hair? Yeah, that would be a big deal. I guess. That'd be a big deal. Right. Number 13, your energy provider. Right, what you, does that mean? Like you're going to step oh, away from oh. Duquesne Light oh. and go with, you know... I don't know, somebody else. I thought we were talking about like what food I'm mm-hmm. eating. Like, I mean, so much of these are... What kind okay. of coffee? Number 10, your dress sense. What, are you going to get a new style? Yeah. You're going to get a new go- top? Yes. Or, you, no, or you're going to just start to dress differently. You ever done that? Intentionally, like started to dress differently? Yes. What? Of course I have. <clears throat> really? Yeah. That's been an intentional thing? Yes. I think I've just kind of drifted into stuff. <laughs> I mean, here I am. There hasn't been a lot of intentionality there. Huh? No, I'm just showing. Oh, no, I've definitely done really? that. Really? Like, like a, I a need new to, fashion yes, style? Yes, I need to start sh- stop shopping at this place and start really? shopping at that place. Or I need to okay. stop wearing those kinds of pants or no more of those kinds of jackets or like that's really? all going away. Yeah. Okay, let me give you the top five. To get out of your rut, people want to change their home decor. Okay, yeah, I, I, I see that. that. Your career is number four. That's a big deal. Number three, your house. Wow, that's that? a really big deal. Number two, this is a very wild, uh, a wide range, your social life. What does that mean? Well, I think that has to do with a lot of us who get tired when we're done. I mean, are you with me, Lexi? I'm, yes, you are. What's that? You get tired when you're done with work yeah. and you go home, you collapse on the sofa and watch you know, Netflix. So you want to change your social life and go yes. out there. I'm going to get some friends. We're going to right. go out. Right, Lexi, don't do you some, think that's what they're talking different about? different things. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead Not of the, that the three of us do that on a nightly basis. What? Go home and collapse? And, and watch Netflix. No, no, no we would no, never no, do that. No, no way. Um, okay. Uh, the number uh, one thing people are going to want to change to get out of a rut is their fitness level. Oh. Okay, I yeah. get that. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Go that work out and get out of a rut. Feel good about yourself. Okay. Well, speaking of things changing post-pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, Gallup has released their newest study, and it's got some good news. It's also got some bad news, but most of it's good. Really? Um, loneliness has been in steady decline nationally since early 2021. Oh, so at the, the height of, at the height of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, over 25% of Americans said they were dealing with significant loneliness. Yeah. Um, now it has decreased to 17%, which, here's the bad news, is still a lot. That's 44 million Americans who are experiencing significant loneliness. Right, right. So it's kind of a good news, bad news thing. To look at it on the good side, it was much worse two years ago. Sure. I mean, if you were alone in your house or your apartment for the... All that time that the government said stay away, you would that, you'd be climbing your walls, right? Especially if I lived in a place like New York City and right, had a right. you know a tiny apartment. Yeah, a studio. I mean, that would just that would have been absolutely. Remember when we went home? I was so excited. Me too. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like really, I get to stay home. Right, and then we realized how difficult it was to do the show from home. Right, and how oh my gosh, yeah, I changed. couldn't wait to come back. 
Um, young adults under the age of 30 and those in lower income households earning less than $24,000 a year suffer higher levels of daily loneliness hmm. than their older and higher income counterparts. Now, this is interesting to me because oftentimes we think of people who are older experiencing significant loneliness. Sure. And here, the Gallup results are saying that younger people are experiencing the significant loneliness. And the older you are, the better off you are. Right. Well, you could you could see how that would make sense, right? If you're if you're yeah, younger, but I think it, but I think it's different. I don't think I can't imagine younger people fifty years ago in America feeling a marked sense of loneliness like they are now. You think it's social media is to blame for that? Yeah, and I think a lot of us working so, parents are to blame for it. Yeah. Right. And I think probably a lot of us looking at our phones is to blame for it. Those are just three things that popped into my head. Okay. Um, loneliness is inverse. Check this out. Inversely related to the density of the population of where you live. So those who live in big cities are most likely to be lonely. Oh, I know that. People I, mean, who, I live that. Yeah, I bet you have. So people who live in rural areas or small towns are uh, at a more natural or like a, an even rate, whereas people who live in big cities are super lonely. Yeah, yeah. So you had that experience living in New York? Oh, I remember when I moved to New York, I knew one person. It took me a long time to develop a circle of friends. And there were times you'd be you're walking down the street. There's millions and millions of people in the city, and I know no one. Mm. I mean, one person. And he probably was sick of me because I was hanging out with him all the time. Yeah, it's a very isolating place. Lots of despair there. Those who live in the most sparsely populated areas in America are the least likely to be lonely. Really? What does that look like? Isn't that fascinating? So, well... Residents of New England report the highest level of loneliness across the U.S. Huh. And that's a very small area. It's a lot of people packed into small space. So wait, so you're saying if you live, uh, if you're more isolated, you're feeling less lonely? Yeah. Well, maybe that, that that's the personality that would be isolated. And so you'd be more at home. With... Or maybe it's the fact that you are more, you're in a more natural environment. So it's talking about being outside of urban mm-hmm. centers. In the country. So you're in the country, you have a greater connection to the world yeah. and to the geography and to the weather and all those sorts of things. And people are less likely to be mm-hmm. lonely. Makes sense. I mean, it's just it, it's fascinating. Are you surprised by the fact that New England has the highest level of loneliness? Uh, no, I, I you know what I don't I know nothing about New England. Do you? Do you have anything any connection? I mean, with New I, have, England I have a good friend who lives in Maine. I mean, the Pirates beat the Red Sox. That's my that, closest that was connection a good today. That was a very good feeling to right, beat right. the Red Sox. I know nothing. I've been to Maine, but I know nothing about New England. Gallup research estimates that over three hundred million people globally don't have a single friend. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Recent Gallup research estimates that over 300 million people globally don't have a single friend. And one in five don't have friends or family they can count on when needed. Mm. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the effects of being alone are intensified among those earning less than $12,000 a year. I-, I can understand that. If you if you were not making a lot of money... Mm-hmm. It'd be difficult for you because, you know, you couldn't go out, you couldn't mix, you couldn't enjoy yourself, right? Yep. You you tended to stay at home because people can't afford transportation. It's very, very difficult. 
And uh, the the last thing that Gallup says in this, this you can check this out at gallup.com and read the whole the whole uh, release here. But they said that looking back at the pandemic, that it disproportionately heightened loneliness for the young and the people of lower incomes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so people in New England, this is probably less likely to be churched. Mm-hmm. Young people. Mm-hmm. Less likely to be churched, right? Uh, people in lower incomes, no, I don't believe that they're less likely to be churched. No, but I think less people with um, lesser incomes are just well, they're hemmed in on all sides. Right. So the cure for loneliness is to go to church. Yeah, it really is. Right? I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah. I hate to be a booster here, but yep. it's the truth. I believe that's true. Yep. You want friends? You want connection? You want something that's solidifying your life and making you, you know, better in every conceivable way? Yes. Listen, it says regular dialogue that incorporates a strengths-based approach to developing, talking, conversing. All those things create a sense of togetherness and belonging. Yeah. So if you can, get out. Get out. God bless people who don't have a friend. Uh your, your heart would grieve. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to break that loneliness cycle so that we ensure that someone knows us fully and someone loves us? Executions 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. Therefore, incapable of being executed. On April 14th. Edward? I'm not at Edward. I'm a demon. In the vein of C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. I think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. Comes Nefarious. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters April 14th. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor, outdoor, repair, or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JND waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. 
This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800 5336605 I was in Nashville uh, about a month ago and uh, decided I wanted to try hot chicken. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of hot food really. Mm. I'm pretty like lame about it. But I thought if I'm in Nashville, I should try hot chicken. Anyway, it was so incredibly delicious that I had it three times and we were only there for five days. Mm. Okay. It's what? so good. Is it a chicken sandwich? No. It was uh, chicken tenders, uh, I, I plain chicken tenders or chicken tenders on a salad. Mm. It is uh, it is so delicious. Anyway, so now I'm into hot sauce, which I wasn't into before. Hey, welcome. So uh, I, I was pleased to see that, according to USA Today, three new spicy ketchups are hitting store shelves now, brought to you by Heinz. Tomato ketchup blended with chipotle, which apparently is, quote, smoky and earthy. Mm. Jalapeno ketchup, which is hot and aggressive. And habanero ketchup, which has dried peppers blended in it. It's for those who like it really hot extremely hot Mm -hmm. there's also a new heinz 57 sauce which has jalapeno pepper puree as an ingredient Mm -hmm. this is supposed to pair well with fries burgers you can even put it on your tacos or on your pizza Mm -hmm. heinz also coming up with uh, a a partnership with ed sheeran who i think you might know is is a big heinz fan he has a uh, tattoo of of, 57 right on his uh on his arm so tingly ted's the tingly is a medium hot sauce that's going to be coming out in June. And the extra tingly uh, from Heinz and Ed Sheeran is going to be coming out at the end of that month. Okay. So this begs the question then, do you use ketchup and or steak sauce when you have a steak? When I have a steak, I don't use anything. Bingo. But salt. Bingo. Yeah. And perhaps an au jus. Which they have mm-hmm. served with it. So Heinz 57 steak sauce or A1 steak sauce mm-hmm. is just to me a form of ketchup. Yeah. It covers I don't, up the steak, right? Yeah. I don't eat steak. Mm, so don't I don't really know. I, I don't know what I'd put on it, but I love a burger. Yeah. And to me, there's nothing better than just the old faithful ketchup. Why don't you have a steak? Well, I mean, we don't eat meat at home. So that's one reason why. And don't if I'm get... going to have meat, I'd, a steak isn't worth the money for me. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'd rather have salmon for the money than I would have a steak. Really? I mean, if, there's nothing I like more than a good steak. Sure. Yeah. Happy now, what? So, if you're if that if if you're that person, 
Are you going to try the tomato ketchup blended with Chipotle? Yeah. I'd give it a shot, wouldn't you, on a burger? Uh, yeah, give me that. Okay. What about the jalapeno? Mm, I'd try it all. You would. Yeah. You'd even go with the habanero. Sure. You don't even care. Oh, here's, the, here's the deal. When you talk about that hot chicken in, in Nashville, um, sometimes when you eat things that are so hot, you don't taste anything but Which the hot. Which is why this is delicious. Why I love the chicken. Because it wasn't like that. Really? It was like flavor. Really? It was hot, but it was flavor. It was like layers of flavor. I, no I can't describe it. It was so it was huh. so deeply delicious. Have you ever had chicken in Oakland? No, I never have. That's excellent. Yeah, I know a lot of people have recommended yeah. that. I think to there's me. two locations now. Yeah. But sometimes I do, you know, you get oh it's so hot, it crushes your then taste buds. There's no point. No, right. Indian food, I've gotten blown mm. out or Thai food yeah. several times. Mm. I can't taste anything mm. for like a nope. day. So that's yeah. no point in that. No. But you would try these Heinz things? Yes, immediately. Long live Heinz. Hey, thanks for being with us. Podcast is up and running. Have yourself a great night, and uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. See you first. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.